0: It's just after eight o'clock in the big city. It's time for America's favorite Las Vegas sports show, Sports X Radio with Ken Thompson. <laughs> yeah, what up? Party's going on. Duh. Go! For peace of mind, visit PDCenterLV.com. Rob Ritchie, Farmers Insurance, 702 335 5744. 702 335 5744. Laborers Union 872, the builders of Allegiant Stadium, and the Las Vegas Ballpark, home of the aviators. Promodirect.com. Use K-10 for a 10% discount on your promotion items order. Promodirect.com. And by William Hill Racing Sportsbook, America's leading racing sportsbook. Visit williamhill.us. So get ready, because SportsX Radio with Ken Thompson starts now. Now. That's
1: right, Monday night, just past 8 p.m. We are back at it. The we that I am referring to is myself, Jose Volonte, my guy Ian Bradford. Producer Mark Hoke behind the big board doing what he does for us every single day here of the week. On SportsX Radio, you guys are tuning in on 101.5 FM k Don here in Las Vegas. If not, you can listen to us worldwide on the Odyssey app. Download it for free today. I hope you guys are having a great night. Our guy, Ken Thompson, is taking the night off, so he's giving us the microphone for the evening, letting us have some fun here in the studio tonight. It's always a fun time when we get to talk sports and have a great night and just relax and finish out our evening with a great banter and some conversations. So, uh, Ian, it's good, man. How you doing
2: today? I'm doing great, man. I'm well-rested, ready to go, and uh, we got a lot to talk about. lot's <laughs> happened over the weekend.
1: Yeah, a lot happened over the weekend, and we also have a guest that was kind of a part of the weekend, if, if we're going to say that. Absolutely right, and it's going to be a good one here. We have our guy Adam Plant, Jr., former UNLV linebacker. Um, D. End as well played a little bit of that there with the UNLV Rebels and TCU as well. Is now a member of the Las Vegas Raiders, was an un- undrafted free agent, signee here in Las Vegas over the weekend. We're going to get to talk to him here shortly. But our guy Mark Hoke behind the big board is going to have a lot of fun with us tonight. Mark,
3: how you doing today, my guy? Jose, you are mellow this evening. You're you're doing the dulcet tones of Ken Thompson on SportsX Radio. Come on! <laughs> you want Come
2: get, on! You want me to get loud is what you want oh, me to do. Oh, Mark is so excited because of what the Sixers just did. Jose. Oh, I yeah. hate scummy where, little leprechauns. That's guns. where the energy is coming no, from. Not, not,
1: not only the Sixers, what which, which your Eagles did in the draft, oh, which we're going to get Lord. into that later. We don't want to burn that part of, of the conversation. But, uh, Mark, before we get started with the show, we all always have to let the people know about preventive diagnostic. So if you can let everyone know what we have going on with them as well, that'd be amazing. You know, I'd be happy to do that.
3: Should I? Sure. Let's hey, go look, for let's it. Let's fire it off. Just remember your health and the health of those you love have never been more important. It's on our minds. So get peace of mind. When you visit preventative diagnostic center, they have the only scanner of its kind in the region that gives early detection before signs and symptoms of more than two dozen ailments like heart and lung disease. Call Preventative Diagnostic Center now to schedule your free educational consultation at 702-534-7900. That's 702-534-7900. Tell them Ken Thompson sent you from SportsX Radio. He did his scan. He's glad he did. Got information on his heart and overall health that he never would have known. Comfortable scan only takes a few minutes, and he got a detailed report from a board-certified radiologist, which is pretty darned cool. And... Another great thing if you have a spouse or significant other, they're free. So, like Jose, you could take Ian. or Or my wife if I want to. Well, you know, (laughs) if you're listening,
2: but you two are joined at the hip. I mean, she's bare
1: looking. I mean, we're joined at the hip, but I don't know how that how that
3: relationship works because it's a little bit tough. Either way, you know, nobody's asking questions. Just take what one you (laughs) want to (laughs) get answers before there are signs and symptoms. You'll both get a heart CT scan with calcium score for only one hundred and twenty five dollars, and that's a six hundred dollar value per person. Per person. We just hand you a 1000 bucks. You only pay $125. Early detection is key. Get peace of mind when you take charge of your health. Call Preventative Diagnostic Center now. 702 534 702 534 7900 Okay. There Our, you guy, go. our guy, Mark, <laughs> bringing in the Spanish at the end. me gusta
1: que me hables en español de vez en cuando.
3: That's all I got, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Mi gente. Appreciate you, Mark.
1: But yeah, man, make sure you take care of yourself and your health, no matter what it is, no matter what age you are. Please, guys, take care of yourself as we get older. Things start to get a little bit less stronger, and you got to start taking care of your body in different ways than you did when you were younger. So no matter what it is, take care of yourselves for sure. Now, I wanted to switch it up with you guys real quick, and the reason I say that, we're going to have our guest here on in the top of the hour. So I know Ken likes to talk about a couple different things. He goes through scores, which I'm going to do that right now, actually, but I wanted to run some rapid fire through you guys. I didn't give you any topics. These are just topics I have in front of me. We'll be quick. I'll let you guys know what it is. You give me a quick answer and a quick response, and we'll go from there and see how you guys feel about some of the things going on in the world of sports right now, right? But obviously, the big thing, the New York Rangers go down to the New Jersey Devils 4-0 today, finishing it off in a seven-game series, going all the way 4-3 for the Devils, finishing that off today <clears throat> for their first series win since 2012. Philadelphia 76ers, big game, guys, from James Harden and Tyrese Maxey combined for 71 points without Joel Embiid in the lineup tonight, sitting out with that sprained knee. 119-115, taking out Boston. That's a huge win. On the road to tame home court advantage in that series. Great way to start it. couple things going on in baseball right now. Cincinnati and San Diego tied up 3-3 in the bottom of the fifth inning. Phillies down four, uh, 5-1 to the Dodgers in the bottom of the fourth. We had a double hitter in New York with the Mets in Atlanta. Atlanta taking the first game 9-8. Mets taking the second one 5-3 there. Just a couple scores that we got going on in the world of sports there. Guys, now, the things that I'm going to throw at you real quick, and I know this one is probably... Been a topic of conversation for some people because of the individual that was mentioned in this. Now, I don't know if you guys know, but um, uh, Ryan Reynolds and uh, Rob McElhinney, the guys that own Wrexham AFC, the soccer team. I don't know if you guys heard about all that. Uh, These guys are actors. Decided to put in some money. Their team finally won, gets relegated, jumps up. They were in talk supposedly with buying the Ottawa Senators. Now, and do another project there, right? Ryan Reynolds was involved in that. Now, it came out and switched up, guys, that Snoop Dogg now joins Sparks' bid to buy the Ottawa Senators. Is this just a facade for Snoop Dogg to jump in and try to get some of that name to buy this team? Is it a good move? Is Snoop Dogg for real? What do you guys think about it?
2: I think he's for real. I I mean, Snoop has always been a fan of sports. He's had a lot of different takes on sports, been on a lot of different interviews. So I do think that this is something that he has been thinking about for a while. Now, whether or not he'll be an actual good business owner, that remains to be seen. I don't know if he'll be able to manage a sports team, but... I wish him all the best. I I, I think that it will be interesting to see who actually gets that bit.
1: What do you think, Mark Snoop Dogg doing his thing in the hockey ring? I
3: could see it happen. Uh and Snoop, for all his uh, bravado and his, uh, uh, yeah, uh huh, time in the back room there. You know,
1: <laughs> for those of you that know he, sound
3: effects, he is a uh, he is a pretty shrewd businessman, and I. You know, why not? I mean, you know, he's he's a sports guy, you know, gets involved in wrestling a lot. And, uh, you know, I wouldn't I wouldn't see why. I mean, it's kind of a weird choice for him to get involved with the Ottawa Senators. But, hey, okay, whatever works, man. If you can get in there and you want to do it, go for it. Snoop, I look at it this way. I like it. I think more celebrities,
1: more big names, whether you're an actor, whether you're a, a singer, writer, producer, whatever it may be. We need to see more of this. We're already seeing a lot of it in the MLS. Dwayne Wade's a part owner. Um, You have uh, uh, Patrick Mahomes of the Kansas City Chiefs, I think a full or part owner of an MLS team as well in Kansas City. You have, um, all right, all right, all right, Matthew McConaughey, you know, as an owner as well. So it's like you're seeing big names jumping into these leagues and putting money in and and, and trying to bring some of these teams back to, to fruition. So I'm okay with it. I like it a lot.
2: I think a lot of it has to also do with the fact that you have like Dwayne Johnson now that is the um, that has the XFL and all of this which has other done stuff. great this year and it has done great and these celebrities have had great success with owning these teams so now we're kind of seeing more people invest in sports teams which I think is a good thing because it just kind of takes it away from like that family like heirloom type of thing and uh, I think it's good for the sport it gets more eyes on it.
3: Mark, you were going to say something? Yeah, well, the one thing, if you're somebody that's got a lot of money sitting around and you're looking for a good investment, usually a sports team is a pretty darn good investment. There's very few teams that I can think of that the value has ever gone down, you know, unless the league folds or something stupid like that. So, you know, investing in an NHL team, an NBA, NHL, Major League Baseball team – Usually a pretty good move and a very profitable move. So I don't blame them. Get in there,
1: man. Denver Nuggets down 42-40, start of the third quarter there to the Suns to see how that game finishes out. So we'll be giving you guys highlights and updates throughout the night here on that game as well. Once again, Jose Volonte, Ian Bradford, our guy Mark Hark behind the big board. You are tuning to SportsX Radio, 101.5 FM, K-Don, and live on the Odyssey app as well. The next thing I got for you guys here, guys, and the reason I'm going to throw this at both of you is because you're both Philly fans. Bryce Harper says he's ready. My body has been very good to me. I think it's good to see him back. We're going to see him in the Phillies lineup as well. I think not only is it good for the organization, for the fans and all that, but it's good for him, for his body, right? We need to see him back out there on a major league field in a major league situation. Not rehab, not the minor leagues, not a batting cage, none of that. We need to see what his body can physically do in a full game now. And Granted, remember, The games have slowed down now, and also time has cut down as well. Sped up, excuse me, is what I meant to say, and the time has been cut down on some of these games. So it's not necessarily a bad thing for him to come back now, I think. I think it's a good move. I like it. I'm happy to see him back. I'm a Bryce guy, especially because he's local, and you guys are Philly fans. How do you feel about the move?
2: I just want to see Bryce hit against the pitch clock. (laughs) Right, exactly. (laughs) That's all I want to see because now you can't really – go in depth and thinking about how you're going to attack Bryce
3: Young. Or, or Bryce, Look at you. Jumping the gun. Jumping
2: the gun, yeah. Bryce Harper. Um, and you just kind of have to go for it and pitch. And I think that's going to be a really bad day for a lot of pitchers in the major league. And uh, I'm excited. I think he still has to wait for clearing for uh, sliding head first though. Probably. So and, and I think that's what the holdup is. Uh, but once he's back, I – I, I'm excited. Uh, we've done really well in his absence, and I just think that he's going to help us get this win. I want, I want a World Series, man. So, well, you're
3: you're not getting it because my Orioles are going to win the World Series, but that's okay. <laughs> Wait but, a minute! Don't
1: I thought start you were with a, your no, 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 no. I'm not a Phillies. No, no, no. That I knew. Oh, okay. He's an Oriole fan. You're oh, the Philly okay. fan. Yeah, yeah, yeah but he's an Oriole fan, but yeah, but. He's oh,
3: here Get him seriously on Harper. This is going to be the fastest that anybody has ever come back from Tommy John surgery. Now, of course, it's mostly been an injury for pitchers, so it takes so much more to rehab and be able to do that. But you know, this is pretty phenomenal, and I got to tell you, there's going to be a lot of guys out there that are going to be calling Bryce's doctor and say if if they get Tommy John surgery and say, "Hey, um, what what would you do over there?" And but but it's phenomenal. It's great for the Phillies, and it's great for for baseball to get him back in there. And, uh, you know, but but the, the medic, to me, the medical standpoint is the most incredible thing. I mean, he really should have been out for about four more months, at least.
1: I wanted to put myself the earliest I could in my mind. The understanding to work towards something to get out there, said Harper on Monday. It could have been the middle of April. It could have been the end of May, early May. But I wanted to put my mind on something to really take advantage of that. And then Mark also tapped on it. Harper is the fastest-known player to return from Tommy John surgery, according to research by ESPN Stats and Information, beating former infielder Tommy Womack, who required a 182-day recovery in 2004. I mean, It's Bryce Harper. It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's no regular guy. He's in a great organization. I'm pretty sure they have great doctors, great trainers, great people to get him back on track. And not only that, guys, the way medicine is now, the way the, the surgeries, this, that, and the other, Things have changed. They're getting better. ACLs, MCLs, PCLs, all that. Bro, it's amazing the time, the the recovery time that there is now.
2: I mean, didn't Cam Akers come back from an Achilles tear like five months? Like, it it, it was, I know it is also a record breaking recovery, which, like you said, everything's getting faster with the recoveries because the medicine and research in those areas is getting better. So. I'm if he's actually healthy like if it's not facade if it's not him rushing back I am so ecstatic that he's back but I don't want it to be one of those things where he's rushing it so
3: yeah I mean the stem cell research is what I think has really been advancing a lot of this I mean you know that used to be so experimental and really scary and now everybody's doing it everybody's getting stem cell injections for you know athletes or not and uh, it's pretty amazing what science has been able to do to help people recover from injuries and and this is this is going to be pretty exciting to get harper back in there and i'm sure ken thompson is not very happy (laughs) but you know what ken third place is okay You, you might get a wild card
1: If you're not first, you're last, my guy, but it is what it is. (laughs) (laughs) Moving on, though, before we uh, hit our first break, real quick, guys, I don't know if you guys know, but over the weekend, the Las Vegas Aces moved into their brand-new 64,000-square-foot practice facility and team headquarters, which is basically connected and located in the same spot where the Raiders headquarters is, the Intermountain Health Performance Center in Henderson, Nevada. Now, this marks the first time in the 27-year history of the WNBA that a facility of this kind was built solely for just one WNBA team. So it's something that basically has not ever been done in the history at all. Now, they started the design of the facility back in February of 21. In October of that same year, they started construction on it. Uh, the project was led by CAA Icon and its women-led pro project, which is pretty cool because it's all women-led team here. Julie Amacher and Shannon Miller, excuse me if I butchered that last name. Did not mean to do it, but I didn't get the. I had the opportunity to go over the weekend. I had a lot of stuff going on otherwise, so that's why I couldn't make it. But I have a lot of media member friends that were there that were sending me pictures, text messages. Uh, if you follow people on Twitter, Paloma from Fox Five, our guy Willie Ramirez from the AP. Um, Jesse Merrick from uh, Channel 3 News. Uh, they were all out there posting stuff and all that. And it's a beautiful facility, guys. And and, and the fact that this is being given to this team, not, and not just because they're a champion. I guarantee you that Mark Davis would have done this regardless of the championship. The fact that this is being done, multi-million dollar facility, keep this in mind, okay? I think it's like a million dollars or whatever the heck they spent on this, just shows you that these women deserve that. There are owners in this league that can cough up the money and spend money to do things like this. They're opening up the books now and trying to do the charter flights and all that. They're going to work on that this season, which is amazing. But I'm happy that the Aces finally have their own facility, whether you like women's sports or not. This team brought the first professional championship to Las Vegas. We got to show that respect. 100%. I don't care whether you like women's sports or not. They brought it here. They deserve what they are getting. I hope they do it again this year. There's a lot of conversation with Becky Hammond probably leaving Toronto because she's being talked to, which I think is amazing. I don't think they're going to hire her. I think they're just doing it because they want to have that conversation and start that. No disrespect to her. She can definitely run a a men's NBA team. I totally agree and believe that. I just don't see it happening right now. But the Lady Aces moved into their brand new digs, man. Congratulations to the Lady Aces. Uh, the coach and staff, everyone there involved with that facility. Big shout out to Mark Davis for what they did to get them that all set up. But we're going to go ahead and take our first commercial break of the night here and get our guest, our guy Adam Plant Jr. on the line. But once again, I am your host, Jose Volonte for the night. My co-host Ian Bradford, our producer, Mark Hoke. You are tuning to SportsX Radio here on 101.5 K-DON, Las Vegas, and the Odyssey app. We will be right back. I can see her line back. 7 Mark Hoke, making sure that you guys get your nappy time music in before you get to bed tonight. Jose Volonte, Ian Bradford. Oh, come on. T- t- tucking you in, that, right? That's <laughs> harsh. We,
3: cause Gordon Lightfoot just passed away at the age of 84. See, I, I, again, no disrespect. I didn't, oh, I didn't know who that was. The, but, the record of the Edmund Fitzgerald, or if you could read my mind. And if you could read my mind, it's probably one of the most amazing love songs ever written. So, okay. Yeah, go look it up. You'll recognize Respectfully,
1: I'm not trying to make fun of everyone. I mean, of anyone. So with all due respect. Good, don't. He just passed away. That's what I'm saying. I'm not trying to make. Come on, Mark. You're making me look bad. Shame on me. But you guys are tuning (laughs) in to SportsX Radio live here on 101.5 FM, K-Don Las Vegas, and streaming live on the Odyssey app. Now, the young man we're about to have here on the phone joining us in a few moments, he's been on our show before, Ian, on Straight Bed Sports. Um, You weren't a part of those two because you were having some other things going on at that time, but he's been in the show twice. I've talked to him on the sideline numerous times during and after UNLV games, things of that nature. Very humble young man, which is the best part about it, right? Because knowing that you have the opportunity to play at the higher level, you played in college, sometimes can get to your head. I've never had that, obviously, but you see it. You read about it. You see how athletes sometimes can let the fame or that little bit of fame get to your head. I've never seen that from this young man whatsoever at all. Always been humble, always willing to talk to everyone, never shrugs anyone off. So I'm happy that we were able to get him back on the show because he had an amazing life-changing event this past weekend, which is something he's been working on for his whole life, right? So without further ado, let's go ahead and get him on the line here. He is none other than former UNLV Rebel Football and now signed with the Las Vegas Raiders, our guy, Adam Plant Jr. What's up, my brother? How you doing out there tonight?
4: I'm doing great, sir. How are you?
1: Awesome. Well, we're so blessed to have you, and uh, we greatly appreciate you giving us a few moments of your time. How excited are you, man, knowing that you're going to be staying home for now?
4: Man, this, this is a blessing, man. You know, God is real. This is something that I've been going after since I was eight years old, since me and my family first moved to Las Vegas. And to now be at the top and pinnacle of this thing, to be a Las Vegas writer now, so a real dream come true.
1: Now, obviously, the dream is always to get drafted, right? But that doesn't necessarily mean that being drafted, you can make the team. There's a lot of people that get drafted, get high draft picks, and don't end up making it. And then there's a lot of people that end up getting signed as undrafted people and make names, make probos, do things of that nature. What is Adam Plant Jr. going to bring to the Raiders that everyone needs to know about?
4: Uh, they're going to get the dogs. And, you know, I think the coaches know that as well. Uh, you know, whenever you get an opportunity, whether it's being a draft pick or a draft free agent or even getting an invite to a camp, you know, everybody's looking at you. Everybody's, you know, when you're at your highest, everybody wants to congratulate you and give you all your accolades and credits. And we're at your lowest, you know, everybody looks past you. So, you know, I take everything with a grain of salt, and I'm very humble about everything. Um, and I'm ready just to go out there and compete. You know, I'm, I'm a very hard worker. you know, there, a lot of effort. I'm a very, very big student of the game. And, you know, I think that would be something that's going to be able to separate me from a lot of people, too. It's just my worth ethic and being able to do the little things that's going to give me that edge as opposed to, you know, doing something else.
2: Now, Adam, you're now teammates with Max Crosby, who many believe in the league is one of the elite defensive ends uh, in the NFL. So is there anything that you're excited to take from him? And have you actually gotten with Max Crosby yet? Have you talked to him?
4: Yeah, definitely. You know, I've had a conversation with Mash Clark and with Chandler Jones, and you know, even going back to this past summer, back in July of 2022, um, I was able to go to the Passer Summit, a Von Miller's Passer Summit, and I got to get a lot of words of wisdom and encouragement from both of those guys. And to not be able to, i be able to share the field with them, uh, it's amazing. You know, you've seen two guys that are considerably, you know, future Hall of Famers and all pros at their position. Uh, being able to get knowledge from them and to see how they go about things, you know, not mimicking and do everything you know that they do, but see how they carry themselves as professionals and seeing what they did to get them at this point in their career, and the things that I can take from them to make myself, you know, be in that position
2: one day. I'm sure that's super exciting, Adam. Uh, what also is exciting is, did you, um, did you sign a contract or was it just a invite to rookie minicap?
4: Oh no, I signed, I signed on a dotted line, sir. So.
2: Excellent. So how is your process of what you're planning on doing to make the team and then succeed at the NFL level?
4: Uh, You know, I'm going to unfamiliar territory, but, you know, it's the same process I took when I first went to Bishop Grumman High School. It's the same process I took when I first got to college at TCU and at UNLV. You know, you take the good, you take the bad, and you learn from your mistakes. But, you know, in this league, now being a professional, it's certain mistakes that you can't make. So, now being that I'm at this stage, I have to be able to minimize those things. And if not, you know, just have a clean slate and be able to go in there with the mindset that I'm already, you know, an underdog. I'm already a person that has to come in and prove myself regardless. So, I'm not going in there, you know, head over heels or feeling like I made it already. No, I feel like I still have to prove myself each day and day out. Even when I officially make the roster, make the 53, I still have to prove myself each year. So, I'm going in there, you know, hungry as ever. You know, I'm starving. I'm I'm ready to go in there and, you know, make something shake and really prove that I belong here in this league.
1: Adam Plant Jr., former UNOV Rebel football player and now Las Vegas Raider, joining us live here on SportsX Radio with Jose Volonte, Ian Bradford, and our producer Mark Hoke. So my question for you is, right, obviously you're a student of the game. You said that. The last time we had you on the show was me and Jalen Graves, one of your former teammates as well, and he now playing in the IFL, different style of football, obviously. But on that episode, you... Broke something down where we all stood quiet and it sounded like you were reading a Bible scripture like you just you know <laughs> for real like you were saying why gap this that and the other and I was blown away by the how much of a student of the game you are and you just brought that up with your conversation with Ian so my question to you is where did that come from was that from coaches was that from your dad because I know your dad's a big component in your life and what you've gone through to train and to do all that what has who, who has helped you become such a student of the game.
4: Uh, you know, it, t- it takes a village, you know, to get to this point in my life and get to this point in my career. So, you know, it starts off at the house of my family, and my parents. And, you know, throughout my uh, career in football, all my coaches, Bishop Gorman, all my coaches in college at TCU and UNLV, and especially uh, my past coach that I had these last three years, Kenwood Thompson, you know, he really sat down and molded me and structured me and, how to really watch film, how to critique yourself, how to know good plays and bad plays, what to anticipate, what to learn, and how to properly study film and not just sit there and watch plays and watch TV. So that was the biggest thing for me. And then personally just building my own personal habits or going in. And, you know, it doesn't have, and a lot of people get the misconception that it has to be, you know, an hour or two hours of film where it could just be 10 to 15 minutes. But having that every day, 15 minutes here, 15 minutes here, you know, it adds up. And at the end of the day, you'll see that, when you are dedicated and you put certain effort into your craft you'll be able to say, you know, that you're a professional at this and you'll be able to mimic and recite things personally and perfectly because you study, you put the work in.
3: So let me ask you a little bit about the, the draft process because you know, we see all the big stories about, you know, the first you know, the first day of the draft and you know, who's number one and all that. But when you end up sitting around and you're you're watching the draft go through and you're hoping you're gonna get your name called and then, then you go into the UFA process. Tell everybody a little bit about what your drafting experience was like, and then getting the call to sign with the readers.
4: Um, you know, it's very stressful. You know, you go through a lot of mixed emotions. You're very excited that you just hear an opportunity in the moment, and you know, for me, I just took a step back and just seeing you know a house full of beautiful people, my family, my friends, my loved ones, and they were all here to support me and be here by my side to go through this. And, you know, just sitting there and just hearing guys' names get called and seeing your old teammates and friends get called. You know, I, I was up and down, jumping up and down, seeing my friends get drafted. And then there was times where I was just quiet, waiting for my phone to ring, waiting for me to get that call. But, you know, when it finally happened, I talked to the Raiders, I got a hold of the coach, and, you know, we sat down, we discussed things. You know, it was just a big relief for me. And, you know, just tears of joy just beginning to fall. And I just hugged my mom, I hugged my dad, my sisters, and, I was just so relieved and just thankful and blessed to get the opportunity.
3: How soon? How soon was it after the draft was over
4: that you got the phone call? Uh, it was still during the draft. That's what you know. Sometimes people don't see. You know, they just see what's on TV. A lot of deals are being made. You know, before the draft is even over. With. Really? So, so was, you know, yes.
1: So basically, your, your 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 deal was in the works before the draft was over. Basically, and I don't mean this in a disrespectful way, but kind of saying like, you're, we're not going to draft you, but we still want to sign you, type of thing.
4: Definitely, you know. As, at the end of the day, you know, this is it's the NFL. You know, it's a, it's a big business. You know, it's it's millions of kids across the country, millions of men across the country that you know are just praying and wishing for a foot in the door and opportunity. And I was just glad I was able to get that phone call and be one of those guys.
2: Adam, I'm a little curious about that. With you signing a contract during the draft, what would have happened? If, oh no no! Uh, no.
4: I, 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 I didn't I didn't say that correctly. This was this the the contract signing
2: was afterwards. Was, oh okay, because oh, gotcha, okay. yeah, cause yeah I, I, the
4: communication I, with the team during the draft. Gotcha, gotcha. that makes sense.
1: Okay. okay, so yeah, no, so that makes sense. So basically, you already had spoken to the Raiders prior to the draft being over. It wasn't like the draft was over and they're like, hey, so we want to talk to you and want to sign you. They were already communicating with you. You were already having the talks about a type of contract to be offered to you and all that. Is what you're saying.
4: Yes, sir. Definitely. Oh, you know, okay. it, was, it was a couple of teams that I was having conversations with throughout the draft, as well as you know other young men that were sitting on the couch, you know, waiting for a call. And you know, when it gets down to that last couple of rounds, the last picks and stuff, you know, and the reality check is starting to kick in. You know that your name might not get called. You want to make sure that you have, you know, those teams that are you know wanting to take you and have very strong interest, and you want to go where you're wanted and where you have the best opportunity to make the team. At. So and I felt that I was with the Raiders.
1: So you did state that there were a couple other teams that you were talking to and possibly you know, possibly going to sign with them. What ended up ultimately being the decision that you said, the Raiders is the best spot for me, and, and is it possible? Can you share the other teams that were interested in you?
4: Yeah, um, I was having conversations with the Bears, the Commanders, uh, the Falcons, and the Broncos, okay. and ultimately it just came down to, you know, the, the conversations that I was having with the coaching staff, at, uh, with the Raiders. Uh, you know, just having the knowledge of them and the meeting them in person and seeing how they are and seeing how we communicated with each other and they were very straightforward, you know, every NFL team was, but, you know, just personally just getting calls from the defense coordinators and the position coaches and them expressing their interest in you and, you know, actually having that genuine conversation and knowing that, you know, they're not this short-running you, but they're actually, you know, serious about this and they care about you and at the end of the day, this is how they feed their families as well, so they're not going to do anything to hinder themselves or to hinder you in the process.
1: Once again, Adam Plant Jr., brand new Las Vegas Raider, former UNLV Rebel, joining us here on the line. Adam, we greatly appreciate your time, my man. We'll be definitely talking to you out there again soon. Before we let you go, though, two things. What is the final message you want to give to all of Las Vegas and all Las Vegas Raiders football fans? And where can everyone follow your journey?
4: Uh, To the fans and to the city of Las Vegas, you know, thank you so much, you know, just for giving a young kid the opportunity to be able to live his lifelong dreams and to raise a nation. I can't wait to get out there and go to work and give my all and be able to contribute the best way I can to this team, this organization, and uh, all social media platforms. I'm at APJ the One. And I appreciate you guys for having me on again. Thank you so much.
1: My man, thank you so much. And not only that, tell your dad, I said thank you for always responding to me and picking up the phone and giving me the time of day. You guys are an amazing family, not just yourself, but everyone around you, my man. You've been raised great. Take care of yourself. Best of luck, and we'll see you out there.
4: Yes, sir. Thank you.
1: Yes, sir. Adam Plant Jr., man, great interview there. Great young man, great humble guy. Again, we've seen him play on the field here. I saw him at TCU, obviously not there. On television, I've seen his growth. I saw what he can do. If we're being honest, is it going to be a bit rough for him? Probably. You know what I mean? He's got to work hard to make that squad. Um, Can I see him for sure being a practice squad player? 100%. And that's not disrespectful and I see him making this team, it's tough. It's tough to make any team when you're undrafted. But if anyone has the push and the family and the people behind him to make the team, to help him make the team, it's definitely Adam Plant Jr. I can honestly say that 100%. But great stuff from both of you guys, man. Greatly appreciate you guys jumping in. Of course, Mark, you know what I mean? Great stuff there, asking him how the whole draft day experience was because... That, that's huge. We saw what happened yeah. with Will Levi, which we're going to talk about here after the break. The guy slips into the second round and it ended up being some draft day type stuff with Bo Callahan, even though Bo Callahan still got drafted <laughs> in the first round there. But it's, I'm sorry, it's one of my favorite movies of all time, and it's been circling around social people, media. People bang on
3: that movie, a, by the bro, way. It's great fun. Movie. I, I hope like the they make movie. a part two. I want some pancakes. I want to say, you
1: pancake eating you-know-what. But anyway, yeah. you can say it all the way through. See? <laughs> but but it's, it's a great movie. But look, we, we do want to talk the NFL draft. Since we already started talking with our guy Adam Plant. So we're going to jump into that after the break. We're going to hit a quick little break here. Once again, Jose Volonte, Ian Bradford, our guy Mark Hoke behind the big board. You are tuning in to 101.5 FM, K-Don, Las Vegas, and the Odyssey app, SportsX Radio. We'll be right back see that's a good one i like that one are you happier now i'm happy i'm I'm moving in my seat you know i'm rocking back and forth enjoying my energy drink i think it's kicking in fellas because i'm not tired anymore I'm starting to get that loudness in my voice again that Mark was waiting for. So, uh, you know. Welcome back. Thank you. Appreciate you guys. And appreciate everyone listening on the airwaves and on the Odyssey app. We are live from Las Vegas, 101.5 FM. K Don here in Las Vegas. You are tuning to SportsX Radio. I'm your host, Jose Volonte. Our guy, Ian Bradford. Mark Cote, producer behind the big board, doing what he does for us every single day here on sports radio our guy ken thompson taking the night off i was gonna have our guy chris Win on but yeah, he had we to work need, tonight no we don't need chris Wynn. Well, i wanted to have him on to, to give him a little bit of banter about his lions since we're gonna talk the nfl draft but before we do so I'll give you guys a quick little update at the end of the third quarter phoenix is taking the lead 73 70 over the denver nuggets we'll see how that game ends up finishing out here in the association ian your phillies are down nine to three now to the dodgers Bottom of the fifth, two men on, two out. See how that game ends up at the end of the day there. Dodgers have been an, an interesting team this year. Not not really what we expected overall, but enough about that, guys. Before we get into the NFL draft, which is what we, we want to do, right, I want to let you guys know all our social media so you guys can follow us and everything we've got going on. As for myself, you can follow me at, at Jose underscore Volante at StraightBetSports, that's str R eight. Not because I can't spell it all out because Twitter won't let me. And, of course, on the Outlet SV, when it comes to all your gambling Twitter needs, that's where you can find me all the time, all day, every day, when I'm away from the radio and the studio. Ian, let everyone know your handles and where they can find you as well.
2: Uh, Twitter is IanB underscore sports. And uh, you can find me as well uh, at Ian Bradford on Facebook, uh, and uh Instagram is also ENB underscore sports.
3: Mark, how about yourself, my man? Jeez, where where should I start? At and Mark right. Hoke Show on Twitter, Facebook, The Mark Hoke Show. Uh we are now on Instagram at Mark Hoke Show. Finally got a buddy of mine helping me out on the Instagram side of things. Uh let's see. TikTok we're there. Uh we've also got Mark the website. We've got Mark the Mark Hoke Show on YouTube, which I would be thrilled. Sports X Radio you guys. Follow me enough. Do me a favor. Go on there and subscribe to the YouTube channel. We're putting all sorts of cool stuff up there, so please do it. Would certainly appreciate it. And you know, listen to the show on Sundays, man, because we're awesome.
1: The wrestling stuff, man. I, I keep telling Mark I got to get back into it, and I still haven't oh, I, done it. And, I forgot I should have taken
3: me. to the FSW show on Sunday. See, man, I'll get okay. you the next
1: one. Okay, we got to talk about that and make it happen for sure. But I got to give a big shout-out, of course, to our guy, Ken Thompson. Follow him on Twitter, on all things social media. And, of course, follow the show. At Sports X Radio, just how it sounds right there. Sports X Radio. Follow the show for everything going on with the show. The audio and everything is archived after the show. Ken puts it up, so it's up on all audio platforms for you guys to listen to. Normally on SoundCloud is what he uses, I believe. Um, so you guys can go ahead and check the show out there. And if not, the Odyssey app. That's what I do. I just go back on the Odyssey app. The audio is there. I can listen to it. I can do whatever I want with it. So if you guys missed any part of the show, even our interview with Adam Plant, you know you can definitely jump on there. Check that out. You know, enjoy it. Tell your friends about it. You know what I mean? Why not? We're live from PSPR Law Studios here in Las Vegas. But guys, the NFL draft was this past weekend as we just had our guy Adam Plant Jr. Some people say that the Philadelphia Eagles had the best draft, which is our guy Ian. And of course, Mark's going to agree with them because they're both Philly fans. Other people like myself say that I disagree with them. Now, I don't disagree with that because you guys are wrong. And that I'm saying, no, you guys aren't number one. No, it wasn't a great draft by you guys. I think you had an amazing draft. Uh I think you guys picked up players that are going to be there in the long run, and you guys did it the right way, in the right situations, in the right spots, in the draft. Now, my thing is, and it goes back to our conversations about stop comparing players with greatness and who's who and who's the next what. I do not like drafting or grading drafts because they can all be completely wrong. Todd McShay. <laughs> Todd McShay I love Mel Kuyper should have quit his job a long time ago I've <laughs> harped on this a million times over and I will never go away from it he said Jimmy Clawson will not fall out of the top 10 and if he did he would quit his job Jimmy Clawson fell out of the top 10 guys I know you remember that and this guy's still on ESPN getting paid but why because the banter he gives you is going to start these type of conversations that we're having right now and what I mean by that is that I will not give grades to any team in the draft, not even my own. Have I done it in the past? Yes, but I've changed that because I want to see what this paper in front of me with these names and these positions and these draft spots where they landed are going to do once I see them on the field, on the grass, on the turf, with the pads on, when the games matter, in the training camps, in the OTAs, when we start preseason. When it all really matters at the end of the day, that's when I'll give your team a grade. That's when I'll give the hell my team a grade, which I think we did good as well, but I'm not going to give them an A, B, C, D, or F because that's just not the way that I roll when it comes to this. Now, did we see some teams make some great moves? You and I just talked about this right now. I think Houston had an amazing draft. Not saying they're number one because, again, I don't grade that way, but they're a this functional organization. So what are they going to do with this talent that they brought in? You brought in an amazing linebacker in Will Anderson. You brought in possibly, most people think, second best quarterback in this draft in C.J. Shroud. Some people thought he was probably better than Bryce Young. That's a whole other conversation for a whole other show. But I think the first round, kind of, aside from some surprise, on some end of some teams, pretty much went the way we thought it would go either.
2: I mean, there is a lot of surprises in this draft. In fact, it was a historic trading draft. Uh, there's never been as many trades. There's 43 total dra- trades in the entire draft. Uh, Houston Texans actually did eight alone by themselves. Now, I'll poke holes into what you just said. And the reason it. why is if we don't know what these players are going to be, which we don't, then every single team is at the exact same when it comes to that.
1: Correct. That's what I'm trying to get to.
2: This is the problem. All you have to grade is on paper. Nobody's saying that these guys are going to pan out. Nobody's saying that there's no such thing as a safe draft pick because they have to do the work. They have to play. They have to live up to expectations. But based off of projections and what they did in college, you can say – that was the best player available. Oh, that wasn't. This guy was in front of him. You can say what they've put on film so far, that's a great draft pick. And that that's why I'll poke holes in that. Now, saying that, I do think the Philadelphia Eagles had the best draft. However, I don't think they had the most impactful draft. And the reason why I say that is because there's lots of teams that got better In all areas as well. And this was a draft where I think there wasn't really too many teams where you're like, dang, those were really, really, really bad draft picks. For the most part, everyone had a pretty solid draft, I would say. So... I mean, I like the lot, what the Lions did in totality. I don't like what they did in the first round because I think that they did reach for certain players, but when you look at how they did on day 2 and day 3, it kind of like if you just rearrange their draft picks and positional value, people would say they had a really good draft. What do you think, Mark?
3: I three teams really stood out to me. One was the Eagles. I, I mean, they filled they not only filled holes, but they also reinforced positions like on the D-line, for example. You know, the guys are, you know, Fletcher Cox and the guys are starting to get up there in the tooth a little bit. And all of a sudden, now you've got some shiny new replacements that are pretty darn good. Uh, I thought Seattle did a really nice job. You know, I kind of thought they were pretenders last year. But I think they they really beefed up in some places that I don't think they thought they were going to be able to do it. And I, I really did like what Houston did. I mean, it's it's kind of hard not to. I mean, they they went for it. Mm-hmm. You know, they said, you know what, we stink. We've got to do something or nobody's going to come watch this team. So, you know, a lot of lot of credit to to the Texans for doing what they did on draft day. But, yeah, those those were my three teams. I mean, there were some interesting picks. But, you know, the one thing that I expected was chaos, and we got it. That's Definitely. for sure. It was it was a lot of fun to watch.
1: So the one thing that I will say about the Eagles, okay, if I'm being 100% honest, on the defensive line, on the defensive side of the ball, let's just say, you guys got two national champion teammates. Three, excuse me, three, and that is a camaraderie that you can't buy. That's just—it's amazing the fact that you're able to draft that. You bring that into the league together, bro. Like, like, like Mark said, you guys are reinforcing positions. And we, you picked, guys are getting better on the defense. We
2: side. also got two last year.
1: It's—it's it's gonna be fun to watch overall. We still have a lot more to talk about when it comes to the NFL draft. Though we gotta go ahead and. Take a quick little commercial break here. We're at the end of our first hour. We just started talking about the NFL draft, finished up with our guest already. We have a lot more to get into, guys. But if you guys are listening to us, follow us on Twitter. We already give you our Twitter handles at Jose underscore Volonte, at EMB Sports, at Mark Coach Show. Follow us on Twitter. Follow the show. Interact with the show. We'll uh, possibly get back with you as long as you're not mean. Till then, tune in. 101.5 FM. (laughs) Here in Las Vegas, the Odyssey app as well. Where why tell your friends if you're not in Vegas and they want to tune in, that you're tuned in to SportsX Radio. We'll be right back.
0: for peace of mind visit pdcenterlv.com. Rob Ritchie, Farmers Insurance, 702-335-5744, 702-335-5744. Laborers Union 872, the builders of Allegiant Stadium and the Las Vegas Ballpark, home of the aviators, promodirect.com, use K-10 for a 10% discount on your promotion. Items order promo direct.com and by William Hill Racing Sportsbook, America's leading racing sportsbook. Visit William So get ready because SportsX Radio with Ken Thompson starts now. now.
1: Jose Volonte, Ian Bradford, or Guy Mark Cork behind the big board. You're tuning to 101.5 FM, the Odyssey app here in Las Vegas. You're tuning to SportsX Radio. Thank you so much for giving us a few moments of your time this evening. We are into Hour 2, giving you guys a quick little update on the NBA scoreboard. Chris Paul is out for the remainder of this game with a groin injury. Six fifty four left in the fourth quarter. Denver now leads the Phoenix Suns 80-79. to We'll let you guys know how that game ends up. Ian, it's now 9-4 in the bottom of the sixth. Dodgers Phillies. I know I keep giving you that update.
2: Oh, we might have a comeback.
1: We have a six three game in the you bottom of the eight in Cincinnati. You might not. <laughs> Mark's quick. Hey, when you str- not. Stranger things have happened, man. Hey, stranger
2: things have happened.
1: It's baseball. You never know anything is possible when it comes to these games as well. A couple more scores in the major leagues. We have the Houston Astros at home beating the San Francisco Giants seven to three. Boston taking care of business at home against the Toronto Blue Jays six five final. Cleveland going on the road and beating my Yankees 3-2. to Chicago Cubs go on the road and beat the Washington Nationals 5-1. Your final there. Just to talk about a couple other scores as well. If you're a soccer fan, a lot going on in the world of soccer right now. In the EPL, Spanish League, everything else going on with the UEFA Champions League. If you're a softball fan softball's going on right now, women's women's softball, which is amazing as well. Eighty-two seventy-nine now, Denver's up by 3 oh one to go in the fourth quarter. So guys, we were talking about the NFL draft before we went on our commercial break here, but I wanted to give you guys a couple names here that kind of stuck out to me, right? And, and our guy Chris Wynn is probably going to agree with me because he had this sentiment. He was very, very strong on this. We were at the Knights game, we were in this press box getting ready, and we're watching the draft at the exact same time And the Lions pick comes up, right? You have Christian Gonzalez, which, in my opinion, was probably the best. One of the best, but in my opinion, the best cornerback coming out of the draft. That's my opinion, again. Not necessarily saying you have to agree with that. But you have him sitting right there. And if you're the Detroit Lions, defense hasn't been your backbone for a while. We know your teams can score. We know they're high scoring. We know that, right? But we got to get something on the defensive side of the ball. You always draft. Wide receivers, wide receiver. I'm sitting there going, is Matt Millen back in the freaking draft box getting ready to call these picks again? Because this does not look like a pick that you do. With all due respect to Jamar Gibbs, he is not the number 12th pick in this draft. Should not have been drafted that high. I think the Lions screwed up 100%. I think Christian Gonzalez should have been the pick, but he ends up falling in the lap of now the New England Patriots, which it seems like that always happens to Bill Belichick. He ends up waiting and waiting and having these guys picked in the high first round of the draft. And they always fall to them at the end. It's just the way that it happened, just the way that it works. Now, to me, the steal in the draft, which I think he should have been a first rounder, and he's probably going to end up being the best tight end in the draft. It's the guy that came here to Vegas, Michael Mayer from Notre Dame. I think that was the steal for the Raiders. You lose a guy and Darren Waller, and you replace him with someone that, that you said, Ian, earlier when we talked on the phone, that could possibly be as good, if not better, than Darren Waller in the long run. So, guys, with the names that I just mentioned, what stuck out to you, whether it was the first round, second round, or just the whole draft in general? I'll let Ian go first.
2: Well, I agree with you with Michael Mayer. I do believe that he was a first-round talent, and I think that they got incredible value for him. I think... Dalton Kincaid is a little bit better of a route runner than him. But overall prospect, Michael Mayer, is a really good tight end. So I, I agree with that. However, I don't necessarily think that was the biggest steal of the draft. I have to say that I love what the Ravens did. They were able to get what some people believe. You you believe Christian Gonzalez is the best corner many believe Devin Witherspoon was Witherspoon, the best yeah. corner in the class and they are two different corners in my opinion but i think that they got one if not the second best corner in the class and they also got what many uh believe is the best wide receiver in this draft class and that is JSN so or sorry Zay Flowers you talk very highly
1: about JSN though like you would not sorry stop that was that was sorry sorry
2: i said Ravens um it is the Seahawks I'm talking about. I apologize. Seahawks had an incredible uh, steal in getting both of those players. I do think very highly of JSN. I think that him and Marvin uh, Harrison Jr. were excellent. And I. it's arguable who was actually a better receiver in that offense. So I I think he as a third option with Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf is going to be insane. What you think, Mark?
3: I was surprised Joey Porter dropped to the second round. That was kind of a stunner for me because, man, maybe I'm I'm trying not to be too biased, but I watched the dude play with Penn State. He's phenomenal. You know, does he make a mistake every once in a while? Yeah, but to me, he was the most NFL-ready cornerback, and... You know, Pittsburgh just, I mean, I, I couldn't believe that when he slipped all the way down and him send sitting there seeing the first, uh, first pick of the second round is Pittsburgh. And I'm like, he gone. He, gone. <laughs> he probably, uh, you know, of course, Cincinnati was close to getting him too, and I'm sure Cincy would have grabbed him. But that, that one was a little surprised to me. I, w- I was a little surprised about uh, B. John Robinson going to Atlanta. Yeah. I like that pick, though. I was just telling yeah, you before did the they, break. But they, do they need him? You know, I, I, it's you've already got a couple good running backs. You're, you know, I, I, I was a little surprised on that one. Um, you know, I thought Luke Van Hess kind of went a little high for the Packers. That was one that kind of caught me off guard a little bit. Um, and, and I agree on Detroit. The, the rest of the draft was pretty good, but the first pick was kind of yeah, 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 and then just kind of sliding down here. Maisie Smith is a is an interesting guy for the Cowboys. Not sure. I will I will leave myself as undecided on that one, uh, but yeah, I mean I I think generally a, a lot of teams do well. The Jets are one. That I they I don't know what they were thinking. I mean that was a team that had a chance to really fill some holes, and ah, just <laughs> not a lot be, of sense on that draft. I,
2: I agree with the Jets one, and that was definitely the head scratcher of the draft for me. I I didn't really like their picks. I will say with the Lions, I really do believe that if you just rearranged their draft. Rearranged the like, whole draft. literally, just the rearrange their post. draft. Because, like, right, I I, I think a lot of people would uh, agree with me when they say Branch was probably the best safety in this draft. So, Agreed. to get him at 45, like, if you just switch it, like, just pretend they picked Jamar Gibbs at 45 and Branch at 12, and then I don't think anyone has a problem. But, uh,. The Mozzie Smith was interesting to me because it does fill a position of need for them. They needed something, especially in a run-heavy conference, to stop the run. However, they really need a guard as well, and they didn't get Osiris that was just sitting there for them in the second round. Instead, they went with uh, tight end uh, Luke Sh- Schoonmaker, I believe is his name. Pronounce and it that right. that was kind of also a head-scratcher that... You addressed one side of the line, but you didn't address the other side. Of
3: the yeah, line. and speaking of linemen, too, I was a little surprised about uh, Darnell Wright going before uh, Skoronsky too. Now, I know that some teams are projecting Skoronsky as a guard, but, jeez, I mean, Skaronsky is the man. To me, he was the best lineman in the draft, and, you know, you had a chance to pick a Northwestern boy and have him play in Chicago? Yeah, and his name's Skaronsky? <laughs> I mean, come on! That's marketing great- gold.
2: I, I mean, that that's as much as a Chicago name as, you name as you're going to get. That man. Is, <laughs> that is a guy
3: that you can see sitting at a bar with like a, a like a two foot long sausage in his hand, yeah. you know, a grease dripping down the one side, okay. and a giant mug of beer in the other, and say, "Hi, how you doing? My name is Peter Skoronsky, and I'm a Chicago Bear, <laughs> right?"
1: Right. <laughs> Eating a hot dog, they, drinking a beer on the sideline during a commercial break. I mean, come on.
3: And and just you know, and obviously the talent is there too, but so that one was that was pretty interesting. I was I was a little surprised on that.
1: Once again, a quick little update here on the association Nuggets full time out, fourth quarter. They're up eighty six eighty one, three minutes to go here. Big game from Devin Booker, as always. Thirty three points, Kevin Durant with twenty points on the night. Jokic though, thirty-seven points, fourteen rebounds, five assists—just an amazing overall stat line for him. Doing what the MVP does. I mean, we might end up seeing three-time the MVP. The what? The MVP? Who? This year? No, I'm saying. And, and
2: I'm no, saying. he's not playing on the Nuggets. He's he's
1: yeah. I'm, I'm saying yeah. <laughs> the back-to-back Embiid. Embiid MVP. Is not a... I'm not saying he's going to win it again <laughs> this year.
3: Some people are saying he
1: might. He might. Um, We'll see. I don't think he should have won it the last two years, but that's a whole other it, conversation. By, the, as by well. the way, is
3: it is it too much to ask at this point, given everything that's happened in the playoffs so far, that we could see him beating Jokic facing off in the NBA final?
1: That could be <sighs> That'd be, be f- amazing. But we'll, we'll, we'll be talk be about fun. that a little bit later yeah. on the show because we are going to get into some NBA yeah. talk. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. Just, I I'm, 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 get it. You guys are excited about freedom. About so I have a look,
2: question for you. Oh, 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 no. This I is a big question. Let's see. All right. You guys just traded for Aaron Rodgers, uh-huh, right, the Jets? Uh-huh. Do you think thumb-taking Will McDonald at 15 was their way of saying welcome home instead of a receiver? Hmm. Yes, because
1: what has been an issue with Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay for so many years that ends up being the case for a lot of great quarterbacks didn't have a defense. He could score, but his defense couldn't save leads or do anything. So you're bringing in a guy that was probably wanted more than anything. I'm not going to say by the owner. I think this was more of a Robert Sala type pick saying, our offense is set now. We have what we need. We brought in you a know, receiver already. We already have our receivers. We have our running back coming in. I think we're set. Now, you want minus opinion? I would have gone offensive line here, and you and I had that conversation before the show. If you're the New York Jets, and you're sitting there, and you decide to take Will McDonald, right? And, and again, not taking away anything from the kid.
2: Great, Amazing great talent. Play. Amazing, amazing talent. talent.
1: Amazing, amazing talent. But you have a lot more on there that you can go after. You got the kid from Oklahoma, which... Ended up slipping down to the Jaguars, which I think was a great pickup for them to solidify that offensive line as well because they're trying to do what they're doing over there with Trevor Lawrence and make sure they take care of him for the long haul. I think the Jets did not do that for Aaron Rodgers. And I understand Aaron Rodgers might be a short-term project. You still got to keep him happy and keep him straight up, not on his back. So if I'm being honest, I'm okay with the pick. Did I necessarily like it or think it was
3: something we needed? No yeah I, I thought he went i, I McDonald' just went way too high they if they wanted to get Mcdonald they could have definitely traded down to oh, yeah. to pull that off I, I that one just that was one of the big head scratchers for me because you know I was thinking the same thing they really should be getting somebody to protect rogers and you know if you had you know if for example you know, you mentioned um uh, the kid from Oklahoma sorry Harrison mm-hmm. you know, you oh, could have moved Harris- you could have moved down to get him too because really you know, a lot of the, the top linemen were gone by that point, so you're you're not going to get somebody that's kind of a mid-round value. So, yeah, it was, I mean, I don't know, man. I think I think the Wheeling deal should have happened.
1: They should have done something. They had already made moves. They had already made trades. I know you gave up a whole lot in this whole Aaron Rodgers deal, but well, it's yet to be seen what we're going to get.
2: My whole concern with it is that he obviously was not very happy. Yeah. In Wisconsin, because they were not addressing the offensive side of the ball. You have a top 15 pick. Quentin Johnson is there. Yeah. Go receiver. <laughs> JSN yeah. is there. They keep it going. Uh, and even if you're not going to go to receiver, like you Jordan said, Jordan Addison from USC, pre- which Jordan fell to the Addison, Vikings, was there. Zay Flowers was there. All these really good prospects to pair with Garrett Wilson. And say you didn't even want to go that route. I agree. You had offensive linemen that you could have gone, and even if you felt like it was a reach to get the remaining offensive linemen, like Mark said, that was a perfect trade-back scenario that they just fumbled in my They
1: opinion. could have traded back, still grabbed the offensive linemen they needed, or if you still wanted to get Will McDonald, you could have done that at that point, had extra leverage to get more draft picks at that point, and you did not— I think the Jets were content with what they had and what I mean by that. We made our trade. We gave away what we had to give away. I don't think they went full throttle on this draft. I think the New York Jets front office was just like, hey, Woody, what are you going to tweet out today? Because if we're being honest, Woody Johnson's on Twitter more than he does anything else with this organization. And honestly, I feel that the Jets did not care about this Now, did they go in there, do their due diligence and look at things and, you know, do their draft board? Of course, they're not just going to go in there and throw darts on the wall and hope that they find the right picket. I know it doesn't work that way, but you guys said it. They did not address needs and not only their team needs, but needs that Aaron Rodgers has been looking for since he's been in Green Bay. Now, one of the players that got drafted, which I talked to you about right now and I just mentioned it, is Jordan Addison. Jordan Addison, the wide receiver from USC, I think was a great pickup for the Minnesota Vikings. Absolutely. I think pairing him with Justin Jefferson is going to be just absolutely sick to watch. And not only that, if you're Kirk Cousins, you have no excuse to win now. You like the pick.
2: Don't disagree with me. I I know you said
1: 100%. How do you feel this kid can benefit or how can Minnesota benefit from this pick?
2: I mean, Kirk can't throw that far, so it doesn't really matter. <laughs> wow. But no. Uh, no. Wow. Like, wow. oh, all, all jokes aside. Oh, I, I man, get...
3: I'm i Kirk Cousining's Twitter right now. At oh, Mark Oak Show. Oh, oh, all jokes Kirk
2: aside, Cousinings. I really do love uh, Addison there. I think that you're right. I think it gives them a little bit more options, more uh, of a dynamic ability than even Thielen presented them. So uh, I, I really love the pick. I think it'll benefit them. Although I do think that they could have addressed the offensive line a little bit more as well in this draft. And, uh, their defense has, they, they've lost some pieces and their defense has not quite lived up to expectations. And they had, they are the first team in NFL history last year to have, what was it? 12, 13 wins and a negative point differential. Yeah. It's never happened, uh, and what that means is that the games that <laughs> they were winning were just one be. score games, and the games that they were losing, they were getting blown out. So, see, I but I'm gonna
3: <laughs> I'm gonna disagree with you guys. I think I mean, look, I'm not gonna knock Jordan Addison, but the Vikings needed defense. They really needed some defensive help, and. and and watching that team last year was so painful to see them win games all the time as an Eagles fan you know they' they were chasing us and I'm like how are these guys winning football games but their defense needed some serious help and you know maybe they just decided you know what we're gonna try and outscore everybody next year I because to me otherwise you know why are you not you know going after a guy like a Nolan Smith who the Eagles picked up um, you know some other guys. Uh, or you even mentioned it, Porter Jr. slipping. In Joey the Porter round. Jr. Why not go after him? That would have been yeah. a great pickup for them.
2: Brian so, Branch.
1: I agree with you on the defensive side of the ball. I definitely do. I'm just saying that pairing these two receivers on the offensive side of the ball is scary. But, yes, need, they didn't go with need. They went to want, I think, at this point. They basically went the opposite way when it came to what they were going to draft pick here. But it was an interesting draft, to say the least, guys. It went by pretty quick. We see the way the NFL does it now, which I like it. I'm okay with it. We'll see how everything pans out. We'll but see it if you it, were right.
2: It could be also that they were prepping for life after Kirk. There and what I mean by that is building a very prolific offense that they feel like is plug and play. So it could be that, that they don't expect to make the Super Bowl this year. They don't expect to contend, and they're building it and hoping that they can get one of these guys to replace Kirk and be able to go full go.
3: Well, you know, when it comes down to it, though, guys, it doesn't matter. Fly, Eagles, fly. Absolutely. That's it. That's done. The you know, NFC. That's it. Oh,
2: what, what? What? What is fascinating? Yeah, I I what say is fascinating about about the Eagles draft <laughs> is, fourth. and what I think a lot of people don't understand about the Eagles draft is, the only pick that was ours was thirty. <laughs> <laughs> that's the crazy thing
1: about it. The only that. pick was
2: thirty. <laughs> All the other picks: Jalen Carter. Uh, Sidney Brown Tyler Steen all these other picks Ringo were picks that we accumulated from Howie Wheeling and Dealing even the pick that we gave for DeAndre Swift
3: it was that's amazing I I, you know I I still haven't quite forgiven Howie Roseman for taking Jalen Rager over Justin Jefferson
2: if we I will never
3: ever forgive him for that but this was an amazing GMing job not just day of but leading up to this and making all these deals I mean just
2: Unbelievable. I'll deliver this point of view for you to hope that you can eventually cope with the Rager. No. No. I I think it, one, made Howie a better drafter because I think after that, he really has gone with best player available instead of just kind of reaching for need. And then, two, I don't think we have A.J. Brown or Devontae Smith. And personally, I think together that is a better tandem than what could have happened with uh, Mm. Justin Jefferson.
3: Ooh, boy, if you're telling me I could add Justin Jefferson over A.J. Brown, that's a tough call, but I think I'd rather head J.J.
2: J.J. Yeah. Nikola
1: Jokic tallies 39.16 boards, guys, and five assists. Nuggets take down the Suns 97-87 in Game 2. Take a 2-0 series lead. We're going back to Phoenix, guys, so we'll see how that switches up. If anything, for the Phoenix Suns is yet to be seen. How long Chris Paul will be out with that groin injury? Is it just a day-to-day thing? Was it just for tonight? We shall see. We always know that the Phoenix Suns go as far as his ankles, his knees, and anything else that has to do with his legs go. And as of right now, it's not a good look if he's out because then now we have to see a lot more from Kevin Durant. But, guys, we got to hit a quick little commercial break here, but before we do so, I'm going to leave you guys with this because this will be the next topic of conversation. And Mark Hoke brought this up to me earlier today. ESPN personalities suggest NFL thinks its fans are racist, race theory on rule changes to favor white players. Which two ESPN personalities said this when we come back from the break? Jose Volonte, EMB, Mark Hoke. You are tuning in to SportsX Radio live here on 101.5 FM and K-Don in the Odyssey app. Yeah, we'll be right back. That's a perfect intro because uh, these individuals had some fighting words, if you tell me. Ah. I mean, right? Like th- These were some these were some words that are not only going to ruffle feathers, some people might lose their jobs over this. Once again, Jose Volonte, Ian Bradford, producer Mark Hoke. You are tuning in to SportsX Radio live here on 101.5 FM, k Don Las Vegas, and streaming live everywhere you listen on the Odyssey app. We greatly appreciate you guys giving us a few moments of your time tonight. Now, before the break, I mentioned that we had – some ESPN personalities that are suggesting that the NFL thinks that its fans are racist and they raise a theory on rules changes to favor white players. Now, the two individuals that I'm talking about are Bumani Jones. Surprise. And Dominique Foxworth. Now, I actually like Bumani, but Dominique, not so much. I think he's just a guy that's chasing clout and trying to get attention at the end of the day. But Bumani does say some things that makes you scratch your head sometimes. But he's also one of those guys that, he doesn't back down, but I think he went a little bit too far. Now, there's a few things that happen here. Mark, you brought this article up to me, but it's one of those things where you read the article and it makes you go, wow. Now, I haven't heard the podcast. I don't know how it was all said or how it turned out to be. But when you're trying to bring in race over and over and over again, it, it gets... It gets pretty tiring. You know what I mean? I understand racism is out there and things of that nature, but this is just something that I think needs to go away because we're trying to get too much into it. Yeah.
3: Aren't, aren't we done with this yet? Like, for, I mean,
1: here, let, me, let me just, let me yeah, give a little yeah, bit of the yeah, extra yeah, of, of, of what Foxworth said. He says, so you might be listening to this, talking about the podcast. And thinking that Dominique is arguing that the NFL is just flat out, I hate black people racist. No, it's a different type of racism. It's because they think that you are a I hate black people type of racist. They know that the stars of this entertainment property are the quarterbacks. That is who the people who are three degrees removed from who's a super fan. They don't know nobody but four of our five quarterbacks names. And you know what they believe. The same way the NBA is probably concerned about all these international players, they know that the stars that sell consistently, that they have known to sell consistently, are tall white dudes. He goes on to say they need to go down to the lower level, and I don't know if it's baseball, I don't know if it's soccer, I don't know what these cold white dude athletes are playing, but they need them to get them to start playing quarterback so we can get some more Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, and Justin Herbert, Foxworth added. Now, I, I, it's getting to the point where I think it's ridiculous for you to have to throw this type of stuff out there. Now, I'm going to make this perfectly clear like I told Ian before the break, during the break. What I'm about to say is my thoughts. It's not the show. It's not anything that the station says. It's how I feel about it, so don't go at the show the wrong way. I think that there are way too many people in the media that are using the race card, and it's hurting the people that use the race card in the right way. And what I mean by that, real people that are being discriminated upon, that are going through things, that bring that type of stuff up, don't get enough respect. But then you have individuals like this that want to speak out of their you-know-what Just to get clicks, just to get clout, just to get the eyes and the ears and the conversation rolling on what you had to say. It's ridiculous, it's stupid, and it makes absolutely no sense. I don't believe that the NFL fans are racist. And not only that, I didn't read this part. They think that the majority of the NFL fans are white. I disagree 100%. If anything, it's probably 50-50. Look at the athletes that run the league. They are predominantly african American. If you go to sports books here in Las Vegas, predominantly African-American people watching football during regular season. I know. I've seen it with my own eyes. And that's not a knock to them. That just shows you how far this sport has gone. So for these idiots to throw out these type of comments is ridiculous. It's stupid. It needs to go away. And it goes back to what I said about another individual which will stay nameless when she came out with her quote-unquote wish list that Aaron Rodgers had for the New York Jets, right? Those type of people need to get away from the media. Pay real people that are doing real work and are throwing out real facts, not crap like this. Mark, I want to go with you first on this one because you brought this to my attention and I know you were upset. How do you feel about what these guys are saying based off of the racism and how they feel?
3: Do you know how much I watch ESPN? Just 1%. There's a game on or something. I want to see. I'll watch it, but it is rare. You know, I used to watch Sports Center. Used to watch, you know, uh, PTI. Used to watch uh, the you know, the Tony reality show. And now I'm blanking. I, I haven't watched it for so long where they do the points thing. And I, I oh I, yeah, um, around the horn, around the horn. Used to, you know, that was must see tuned TV. Watch Sports Center at the end of the night. Mm-hmm. I can't stand it. It, it. This all started at ESPN. Back on the sports reporters, um, I remember when Len Elmore said something about that Senate bill in Arizona, and just started going off how everybody in Arizona is racist, and I'm like, wow, and it it just hasn't stopped. And something like this, saying, oh, you know, the the fans are racist because we got to you know, now we got too many black quarterbacks, and you know, I remember when Doug Williams broke in and Warren Moon and some of the other guys, and how awesome it was, and you know, you're you're feeling good because, you know, the African Americans are finally starting to get to play quarterback in, in the NFL and in college and and then you say something like this and it totally sets everything back. I, I, I don't understand why all these guys want to just find race and everything. Like Jalen Rose called Phil Jackson a racist the other day because he said the NBA's too woke. I can't watch it. That's Phil Jackson. And and, and- Mr. Zen. And, Mark, I'll, I'll let you keep going. Hold
1: that thought. But I need to throw this comment out there, too. And it just shows you instead of celebrating young black African Americans that are making the league, these young athletes, right? Instead of celebrating that, you have comments like this Who's the best quarterback in football? Patrick Mahomes. Who's the two highest paid players in the league? Lamar Jackson and Jalen Hurts. Who are the first three quarterbacks drafted in this draft? Black dudes. And this is where it becomes ridiculous. Oh, we got a rule change coming down the pike. That's really what you have to say instead of, "That's amazing. That's great. That shows you how much this league has changed. How it's not just about the white quarterback anymore." But you have to say something like this, Mark.
3: I, you're 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 chasing something that's not there. And I, I don't know why people like Jalen Rose, you know, and Bamani Jones. I mean, Bomani Jones his his cable show is crap. We all know nobody watches that show. Um, you know, and Jamel Hill and some of these other ones oh, keep keep them. wanting to put racism into something that it's not there. It's just not. it's not. There are some there are things that go on in this country that are not cool. I mean, around the world, you know, in in terms of racism and sexism and everything else. But it's you know it's nowhere near the serious problem that it used to be. You know, go go back to 1965 and see what they'd say. I mean, this is saying things like this. All it does is it splits people. It splits the NFL. You know, you, you, you hear NFL talking about social justice and all this stuff all the time. And when they went crazy a couple years ago, you know, with everything and Colin Kaepernick and you know the, the national anthems and everything else, all they're doing is tearing people apart. Why do you want to tear people apart? And I'll tell you why they do. And, and you guys, and I'll, and I'll stop for a second. You guys say what you want to say. They do it for the money. They do it for the clicks. They do it because, you know, we're even though we all know it's stupid, we're talking about it. People are going to give them a million clicks because I got to hear this idiotic comment that this guy made. When is it going to stop? You know, when's it going to stop? When are you just going to let everybody enjoy their lives for a minute without trying to inject... Racism, sexism, every ism you can possibly find into our daily lives. And sports is an escape. Yeah. It's supposed it's to be an escape. escape. Yeah. We're supposed to have fun. I don't want to think about politics when I watch sports. Like I work here, right? I do the Steve Sanchez show from three to six. I follow politics. I have to deal with politics. You know what I want to talk about when I, you know, come in and do SportsX Radio? Sports! I want to talk about who put the ball in the hoop, who scored the touchdown, and how many Orioles hit home runs today. That's what I want to talk about. I wish these guys would just go away. I really do. I would never get a job at ESPN. They're so woke, it's crazy. And I wish somebody would start up a sports network and get rid of these guys. There's so many great people out there. ESPN and other networks have driven out. It would be awesome to have go back to ESPN the way it was when I... and, And I don't want to Sound like old fuddy-duddy, but when, when I was growing up, it was fun. Make it fun. Stop this crap.
2: Ian, what do you think? So, I'm not going to push back too much, except for the fact that they said that these guys, that the NFL thinks that African-American stars don't sell, right? Mm-hmm. First off, there's many, many stars in the league right now that are African-American, but I'm just going to go with the top 10 jersey sales. Oh, beautiful. So uh, uh, I'll just go down the list. Number 10 is Tom Brady. Okay. Okay. Why do right? Nine is Justin Fields. Okay. That's one. Eight is Jalen Hurts. Two. Seven is Justin Jefferson. Three. Six is Dak Prescott. Four. Five is C.D. Lamb. Five, four is Joe Burrow. Three is Patrick Mahomes. Six. Two is Micah Parsons. Seven. And the last one is Josh Allen. So you have seven of the top
1: jersey sales, are African American. But but yet they, they don't sell, right?
2: Not to mention, last year.
1: But yeah, we have a problem with with, with blacks. Not, okay, got it, okay. Huh?
2: Last year, it was the first Super Bowl where two. African-American quarterbacks, were facing each other. Correct. It set records. And it was because of their play on the field. Nobody cares what race they are. Exactly. Exactly. Nobody cares. Nobody cares at all. We want excitement We want to see a football game. We we go to sports. Sports is supposed to be a distraction, right, from whatever life is throwing at you. We go to sports because it's our happy place. You go to kind of escape the world problems. And I think it's crazy that it, like Mark said, kind of, that it always seems to go this way where you have to make it about race. And I think if a product is good, the product is good. And and right now the NFL is running at elite level.
1: And see, and that's the problem when it comes to – and again – I'm okay with athletes using their platform, right? Absolutely. I'm 100% with that, but that's why a whole bunch of different things happen. Viewership, people not liking what's going on, this, that, and the other. I totally understand that, right? But that's also why you lose viewership. And I don't understand. Obviously, ESPN and these other networks aren't losing. No. Because they want that. That's what people don't understand and people don't talk about. ESPN wants this type of material thrown out there they want that type of garbage because why they're the only networks that are going to allow individuals like this to do that because they're not going to fire them what they're going to do they're getting more views more Mm -hmm. clicks more stuff happening whether it's negative comments or not they're getting traction on this garbage that's all these big networks care about that is it some of these people i think just do it to ruffle feathers and don't even feel that way.
3: Yeah, and you know, and the problem with ruffling feathers, and sometimes you know, you, like you know, I do a professional wrestling show, and you know, I kind of tore up WWE a little bit this week. You know, and it, it, you know, it was kind of in good fun. You know, I, I felt like they did some dumb stuff this week, but you know, still, you know, you kind of try to entertain a little bit. That's part of your job. But when you you take it over the line and you insinuate that. You know, half the fan base is a bunch of racists and for no good reason, you know, you're you're ruining everything. You know, the the one the great thing about sports is no matter who you are, no matter how much melanin you have in your skin or your heritage, you know, like Ian and I are Eagles fans, you know, and I don't think Ian's a handsome guy. But you know what? You don't think so? No, but you know what? We, we get along. We're tied together because we're Eagles fans. And Ian M is a handsome man, by the way. I'm just having fun. <laughs> but, but, you know, we, for the people in Las Vegas, you know, think back to the October 1 shooting.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: What po- really was the catalyst that pulled together the, the city? The Vegas Golden The Vegas Knights. Knights. We had something that, you know, because this, you know, Lagos was trying to, has always, had always been trying to find a community and something to pull everybody together. And when that happened, you know, everybody's just like, my God, you know, this, is, this happened here in, in our city and, you know, what's going on? And then the Knights just pulled everyone together and we forgot about it. We didn't think about any other factors except, you know what, we're one city. You know, and, and and that happens. I mean, you know, Ian and I, we're Philadelphia fans. I mean, <laughs> Philadelphia isn't exactly the nicest city sometimes. But I'll tell you what, when you walk into the link, oh, man, we're all together. Mm-hmm. Why ruin that? Why ruin that?
1: So I love that you brought up the Golden Knights because we actually got to get into some hockey talk here before we finish out the night. I think we got a break coming up as well, Mark. Yeah, we do.
3: So we're gonna go ahead and take. I've got break. to let Ian not hit me. By the way, yeah, because he, uh, he's, he's, he's not, he's not, he's, he's not it's happy that you fun. said he's not handsome. Oh, so he, I don't know. he is a very handsome man, Are you single, Ian. No, Ladies, he is taken. We don't want oh, to so get him in trouble. Oh, see there We don't want to get him in trouble. See, I'm Mark. not married, so that tells you. See, if I, you know, I'm I'm projecting. Ah, I'm an go. ugly, ugly
1: man. <laughs> Once again, Jose Volonte, <laughs> Ian Bradford, our guy Mark, Mark Holt behind the bitboard. You are tuning in to SportsX Radio live here on 101.5 FM, K-Dawn, and streaming live on the Odyssey app. We will be right back.
2: Well, I saw my baby walking. With another man today. Well, I saw my baby walking.
1: Jose V, Ian Bradford, Mark Holt behind the big board. You are tuning to SportsX Radio live here on 101.5 FM from Las Vegas, K Don, and streaming worldwide on the Odyssey app. We greatly appreciate you guys for hanging out with us on this evening. Got a couple more minutes before we close out the show today. Big shout out to our guy Adam Plant Jr., former UNLV Rebel, now Las Vegas Raider for joining us at the top of the hour, top of the show. We greatly appreciate him. Ken Thompson, taking the night off. Thank you so much for letting us take over a little bit here on the radio waves and give the fans a little bit of a switch-up. Mark, thank you for doing what you do for us, my guy. You're always keeping us rolling and making the show easy for us. But real quick, man, we got to get through some hockey real Now, obviously, Toronto, finally, after 19 years, moves on. Big playoff series win there for them. But the biggest one was Florida taking out Boston. Boston, record-breaking team this year. All of that, but we all know what happens to the teams that are always the best team in the league that year, right? It just doesn't pan out for them, and it happens again here. Oh, poor Boston and Marshawn. They're out, but Florida, the last team to qualify, 92 points lower there, comes out, takes them out. Not only that, defending champ, Colorado Avalanche, get taken out by the second-year team, Seattle Kraken, which that was awesome. Great to see there as well. Golden Knights. After losing the first game, go on a four-game streak there, take out Edmonton. uh, I'm sorry, Winnipeg. Great series there. I was at the three games. Great atmosphere. The fans are back in it. It has a nostalgia and a feeling. And I've had a conversation with a bunch of people. If the Knights can get past Edmonton in this next round, I think it'll be a huge boost to their confidence, even more than what they've already had in the Winnipeg series. And I think that if they get to the finals, there's no one in the East that can beat them because of the success they had against the Eastern Conference this year, guys. So I'm not going to jinx them or say that they're going to win this year, but if they get to the cup final, I truly believe they have the opportunity to win it all this year. So it's going to be a great finish to the playoffs here in the NHL. I've been watching a lot more playoff hockey than I normally do, so hopefully the Knights can pull it off. First game is going to be here at T-Mobile Arena Wednesday night, 6.30 p.m. puck drop, a little bit earlier than what we're used to. I'll be there in attendance. Game 5 on Friday night. Time has not been announced just yet, but the Golden Knights – taking on the Edmonton Oilers in the second round of the Stanley Cup playoffs. That should be huge there. But, guys, let's talk some NBA, some association before we get out of here tonight. Obviously, I want to talk with both of you guys about what your team – did tonight in the Philadelphia 76ers without having the big guy. That's got to be huge to show that this team is more resilient. James Harden coming out, having the game that he had tonight, proving to people, hey, I can step up when needed and not just disappear when it matters the most. Are you guys happy with what you saw today? And is it sustainable for the rest of these playoffs?
2: Is it sustainable? I don't know about that. But I will say we have more depth. This year than we've had in a very long time, which is very exciting for me, especially since it seems like injuries are something that usually pile up come postseason. I think it was fantastic and kind of like a statement like we love our guy, but we are so much more than just Embiid. And I think it is important for the series. What do you think, Mark?
3: Yeah, This was such a confidence boost for Philadelphia because, you know, one, they struggled with the Celtics. They only beat them once this year. It was late in the season. And to go into Boston, you don't have Embiid, and you just got to be sitting there saying, well, you know, to a point, you know, in the back of your mind thinking, well, let's just survive this, you know, and try to keep it close and, you know, not screw it up. They came out, and James Harden, James Harden was having a solid season. I know a lot of people were really picking on him this year, but he played pretty well this year. He did, you know, and the the rest of the team and Maxi and the guys just, you know, really stepped it up tonight. And man, I I gotta tell you, I I don't want to say that this totally swung the series, but my my heart's telling me it did. I I have a feeling we're going on. We I'm sh- just I just don't want to play Miami. I, I think we shall see. It's going to be an interesting series. I think a big the
2: thing too is us winning this game might allow us to decide whether or not we want to play Embiid for Game 2 or rest him for Game 3.
1: Another big series, guys, before we finish up here. The Heat take Game 1 in New York. I think the Heat are getting hot at the right time, no pun intended. A lot of people are saying we would love to see a Miami Heat-LA Lakers rematch of what we saw in the bubble because that was the bubble. We want to see a realistic now. Real quick, Ian, 30 seconds. Does Miami take this series? I say yes. How do you feel about it?
2: Uh, i i think they take the series just because i think jimmy is that dude and overall the team is a better team however i i think it's going to be a struggle i don't think this is a blowout i
3: see seven games what do you yeah. think mark yeah honestly i think this is a seven game or two but i i picked miami i think they're the better team and i think jimmy butler's going to carry him and uh, you know i as a sixers fan you know if, he, if it gets to that point they split this year i mean miami is a you know, I think it will. It's gonna hurt him in the long haul with Hero being out. But I, I like Miami in this. I really do. Clay Thompson, Steph Curry, Draymond
1: Green. They do their thing. They take out the Warrior. They take out the Kings. Clay, Steph drops a fifty burger. Now, a lot of people say this series could have been completely different if De'Aaron Fox didn't get hurt. But hey if is what it is it did not happen big ups to Steph Curry he is the greatest shooter I've ever seen in my lifetime I'm pretty sure a lot of people agree with that sentiment and don't disagree but now we get the rematch the the LeBron and Curry rematch a lot of people want to see as well but now it's in the west right I was afraid of this rematch I was afraid of this matchup I wanted to see the Kings because of the history Lakers Sacramento I think the Warriors are scary now I truly believe this will be a seven game series I don't give you a winner because I'm a Laker fan, but I think it goes seven, guys. LeBron is also in playoff mode right now, and he's playing out of his mind. The rest of the team is playing good role players. I think it goes seven. What are your thoughts?
2: I don't. I I think uh, the spark is uh, what was needed for Steph to go into playoff mode. And we talk about how great of a shooter he is, but I don't think people realize how clutch in history he is. He is easily one of the most clutch shooters of, of all time, time. Easy. because when the game is on the line it's it's just the elimination game on line it seems like he just makes it every time every he touches single the time. ball it's easy. like it's just easy for him it's magical to say the least mark real quick what yeah,
3: i i've only seen a couple of guys shoot like steph curry and you know in my lifetime i you know from I mean I I can't go back to when I was four or five years old, but Bird, Reggie Miller and Steph I mean I just just clutch guys I mean absolutely amazing in terms of the series you know I I I would favor Golden State here as well okay but well, I'll t- you know the guy that's really turned it up is Anthony Davis
1: mm-hmm. he's galore. looking
3: he's looking like you know he found the found the youth all of a sudden <laughs> pretty much so I you know. Yeah, I, I like Golden State, but I have a feeling that it's not going to matter because I think I think the winner of the Denver Phoenix series is going to wipe them out.
1: Fun show, man. We've come to the end of it though. We're pretty much, you know, here. Kind of sad when you come to the end of the show because you have fun, right? You want to keep jabbing away and keep talking and everything. But Ian, we got to get your social media growing, bro. Let everyone know where they can find you and all the things you got going on, bro.
2: Uh, Twitter, ianb__sports, underscore sports. That's where I predominantly post, uh, as well as Ian Bradford on Facebook.
1: My guy, Mark, once again, let everyone know about the show and where they can
3: find you. Yeah, absolutely. The Mark Hoke Show here on K 8 to 10 a.m. Pacific time on Sundays. The best in pro wrestling news and entertainment. We just had Joe Malenko, brother of Dean Malenko, on the show. Hey, I and, uh, that
4: guy? yeah.
3: oh man, he was a lot of fun. And, uh, we, we, this week, by the way, we've got a very interesting guest. He is wrestles for future stars of wrestling. His name is Bodie Young Prodigy. Okay, he's fifteen. Ah, oh,
1: it's gonna be interesting. Okay.
3: Fifteen years old, so we're gonna have him on the show, and he goes in with the big boys. It's it's a lot of fun. He was messing with Juicy for now last a uh, couple weeks ago at FSW, and Juicy is about a near four hundred pound Samoan. Wow! So smash him up, yeah. So he's <laughs> he's not messing around. So we're looking forward to that. Uh, but if you want to check out the show uh mark dot show.com is the main website mark oak show on twitter the mark oak show on facebook uh, mark oak and they have all your favorite podcast outlets we're on youtube the mark oak show instagram mark oak show in case you haven't noticed just search mark oak show and that'll take care of it
1: there we go our guy mark Hope, mark oak show and our guy e and b Ian Bradford, we greatly appreciate you guys. Thank you to Ken Thompson for letting us take over tonight here on SportsX Radio. Live on 101.5 FM, KDON Las Vegas. and streaming worldwide on the Odyssey app. If you missed any of this, download the Odyssey app. It'll be there. Also, Ken will be reposting all this. Check me out at Jose underscore Volonte. Our show, Straight Bet Sports. I got a new one, people, as well. It's called Sin City Social. Me and my guy, Coach Chet Jones, are going to be going around the city. Trust me, it's going to be fun. It's going to be entertaining. Not just sports. We're going to be talking a whole lot more. But check me out, Jose underscore Volante, at Sin City Social LV, at Straight Bet Sports. Till then, we are out. Peace.